0: Say hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. To After School Talk. To After School Talk. Hello, educators and friends of educators. Welcome to the After School Talk podcast, where we discuss hot button issues in education and search for possible solutions, a podcast for educators by educators. This podcast is sponsored by The Right Effect. That's R-I-T-E Effect. The Right Effect provides an educational approach with a twist. At The Right Effect, educators learn how to use interventions implemented through school-based extracurricular activities to promote school belonging, academic motivation, and positive school culture. Check out The Right Effect at www.therighteffect.com. Again, that's www.therighteffect.com. And follow him on Instagram at The Right right Effect. I'm your host, Dr. Dukes, and I'm joined by my co-host and fellow educator, Mr. Dukes. Not only are we married, but we also have a combined 15 years of experience in education. We want to say thank you for listening and please subscribe to our podcast, The After School Talk.
1: Hey, what's up, Dr. Duke?
0: Oh, God. (laughs) I give up. I really give up. (laughs) Your intro. is what? Is what? I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be from moment to moment. So that threw me off. Hi everyone. Welcome to the After School Talk Podcast, where I'm your host, Dr. Dukes. And I'm Melvin Dukes.
1: And then I thought you were gonna keep going with the intro.
0: I didn't know what to say next. <laughs> <laughs> How you been?
1: Good. How you doing? I'm good. That's good.
0: You know, we've been together for 16 years now. If you add yep. dating and marriage. Yep,
1: yep, yep. Started in 2003, October 25th.
0: And 16 years later.
1: We still together.
0: Holding on.
1: Still yet holding on.
0: And we should be having a, um, another episode of Conversations with Mo come out with us talking about marriage. Thank so. Yep, that's going to be coming soon. Um... You know, every time we start the podcast, we kind of do some small talk. Um, I will say this. If I talk differently um, on this episode, it's because my teeth are hurting. You
1: just tell the world what's wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that made me think of something. Okay. Uh, just in case you want to have a good laugh, our favorite comedy special is Sinbad Um brain damage i think it's what it's called it was the hbo special and that he filmed on the campus of more morehouse hour. college yeah it's our favorite comedy special as a family i think as a whole dude's family we will literally quote the entire hour special as a group so go look that up Simbad. brain damage or a Sinbad HBO special. Yeah. He's going to have on.
1: Some black and blue jumpsuit with a like red these, shirt. Those
0: blue on. hammer pants. Yeah. You'll see hammer pants with a red shirt on. It is hilarious. It is in 2019. He filmed that in the 90s, early 90s. It'll be early 90s. Yeah. And it is still hilarious. I
1: nope. always like Sinbad just because, number one, he never cursed. Right. But I don't have no problem with uh, comedian cursing, but he just did it so. Like he was just so funny, even without curse words,
0: right? Right, you could sit there as a family, like we do, as the holidays are coming up, and we watch the whole Sinbad special. Yep, yep. So, besides that, though, because I just threw that in there, <laughs> besides that, um, anybody seen on Twitter where the school had Jeff Bezos come in and the students were not, um, familiar with him nor excited for him to be in the building? <laughs> Listen. We just had a conversation about it before we started recording, and I was explaining to my husband, I wouldn't know who he was either, and I wouldn't be that excited if he <laughs> well, unless he's offering a job, or he's about to show me how to not pay these taxes. Or just
1: give me some money.
0: Or just give me money, or yes, just drop a whole bag on me. I don't think I'd be excited either. Melvin, could you put the thing down? I yeah, I just told on you, I told, told the world, did you playing with the microphone?
1: This is not the microphone, it's a microphone cover. But anyway, I'm Gucci. <laughs> you okay, anyway, what? <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't I, I've seen Mike Mike uh I mean <laughs> Mike. Mike Tyson. <laughs> uh I've seen Jeff Bezos in person and up close, um, just with a couple of different jobs that I've done. But yeah, I, I wasn't I wasn't excited to see him as in, oh, that's Jeff Bezos. I mean, when you realize who he is and how much he's worth it's like, man, I'm I'm 5 feet away from a multi-billionaire now. That was the interesting part, but if he just walked into a classroom like, "Hey, I'm Jeff Bezos." I'd be like, "Okay, I we know that. Now what you going to do?" Cuz I mean, real truth, you don't, you don't do anything for me. Um
0: exactly. And
1: and that essentially that's how it was in the in the classroom. Like he came in um Okay, and even and once, the
0: teacher was she was
1: all the way excited, all the way yes. excited. But oh I didn't my even, gosh, and the kids have questions about that. Like I, I feel like that was kind of fake, but you know you'll you'll never know until you are But the whole point is, um, they they brought this this guy in, Jeff Bezos, who's of course the owner of Amazon and a multi-billionaire and all this kind of stuff that you might you can you can Google on him. But they brought him into a classroom full of black kids, and they looking like. Yeah, who's and... this again? Who's this guy?
0: <laughs> the best part was the memes under the post where they were imitating the kids' reactions where it was like the walk a flocka waka flocka meme, where he's like oh, Okay, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> And I and, it, and I still didn't even find out what he what he was doing for the school.
1: He's going to two thousand schools or or I forget. He he's doing something with so many different schools and he was saying that um, this is one of the schools that was chosen for whatever he's offering giving whatever but you know how it goes most likely it's either uh funds to their tech
0: program or, why pause why is that always the goal too is that kids need uh, more technology that's what it is that's we're gonna that's, give y'all computers we're gonna give you an ipad we're gonna give you a tablet like i get it i get it where there is this sense of What's the word? Um, there's a gap between what a better resource school has, or uh, not better resource, but a, a more funded. They have more funding, right. so they have all this technology, and this school doesn't. But I just like to say, working in the school and seeing where they all got Z, Y, and Z, I didn't see the return. Right, I mean, right, oh, Okay. Now
1: we worked in schools where you had, you know, four uh, cows, computers on computers on wheels. You know, four of those stations and you know, ten of the laptops broke, or don't have adapters, or they don't
0: charge. And they don't you charge.
1: Can't, you can't unplug them without them being damaged, or you
0: can't. It log never fails. By the time and you and get them all, all up. logged up and ready, class over. Class is over. Okay, so that was. Class so then people start going. I don't even wanna. Right, I want fool, fool with it. Fool make a lesson to go with it. Mm-mm. If if you really want to fund something, and this is coming from my um, HBCU background, historically black colleges, for those who do not know, and I will hope that anybody who's tuning into After School Talk up on historical back colleges if you're not aware of them but that would go into where I always look at historical back colleges yeah they need funding for um, different different technology pieces that would be helpful but I always feel like manpower is the biggest resource if you can give me money to have more hands more brains um, to do the work on a campus we can accomplish more
1: and then and my thing is use the money to uh repair maintain or, yes. or whatever like get a school looking good if, and if i'm it's, it's like your home if your home look good you're gonna want to be there you're gonna want to do different things in your home and all that kind of stuff if you make your school look good the kids gonna want to be there they're gonna want to you know participate in different things so l- let's use the money for that make sure the the school looks great right <laughs> let, let let's let these some of these dollars go to these uh, lower funded schools where they can actually look like something. Um, I, for some reason, I remember this uh, article about a, a school in South Carolina, and I'm only going to give part of the story because I only remember part of the story. But yeah, no. for for lack of better words, you got two counties side by side, or two districts side by side. One county is a little more, uh, uh, what's the word? They got more money than than the next county over, or the next district over. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know the the lower funded of district, of course, their school looks, for lack of better words, raggedy. <laughs> um they, they the, the building looks horrible um you know but it is the high school for the county it's, it's one of those kind of counties where there's one high school for the county and the kids just like you know we sit you know right next to this county that has all this money all this funding all this kind of stuff but we get nothing at all from nowhere so you know these big dollars let's take them down to these these lower funded schools that are completely in the middle of nowhere and and you know let's let's build these schools up which
0: you know what it made me think about no. uh <laughs> <laughs> oh remember i said 16 years with this person um when we were talking about the some school or county that was not allowing the students to attend prom if they didn't pay their lunch debt mm-hmm. where i promise you in being in a county that does do free lunch sometimes you don't know i'm not sure how i stand on the free lunch versus how i stand on making sure somebody pays the lunch versus taking away extracurricular activities because one thing i've realized since we got well we we as in the county we're in since we got free lunch the lunch hasn't Looked or tasted yeah, that well, <laughs> so, so I it's
1: that I work
0: for no more, right. I don't we don't work there, I, so we can I, we can I, talk I, about yeah, it. Yeah, that food sucks. And I think that the kids are to the point they would have preferred to bring some money. And yeah, if there was,
1: or just bring, buy my own food have delivered
0: him. Right that that that's the that would be the issue of you don't now that wouldn't be the issue. But that's a part of the issue is you get free lunch, but it tastes terrible you charge but then everybody can't afford it but that that was the whole point of free and reduced for those who couldn't and then those who could would pay so we could still have a semi-quality lunch because i can't even call- listen it's not oh teachers don't even want to go in there and eat so you know the children don't want to eat it and I, I think people assume just because you are um un- less fortunate that you should be willing to eat whatever it is. And that's not how it should go.
1: But I remember I remember being a teacher. I only taught for 10 years. but I remember being a teacher. Only
0: 10. At one point, you know, <laughs> 10 is enough.
1: Well, to me, it's, it's only 10. I know people that have taught 25, 30, 30. 40, 40 years. Kind of but uh, I remember being a teacher when I first started out. And the lunch was actually good. Like, I used to mm-hmm. walk down with my student, trip out with them, laugh, joke, and jive, and all that kind of stuff. Be right there in the line, get me a plate, and then I go back to my classroom. Um, but in my them last few years of teen, I was like, I, I don't want no parts of this cavalry right. food at mm-hmm. all. Even when I had lunch duty, and I had to be in there for for two of the three lunches, I was still like, I don't care nothing you know about. about I start. In One of these plates mm-hmm. that don't look
0: nasty. Because you wonder why some of the kids trying to sneak in off-campus food because the food nasty. Yeah. If
1: the food was good, we won't worry about that. There you go, Jeff Bezos. Uh, come to uh Augusta, Georgia, and come <laughs> out in one of these schools and put your money towards. Cafeteria food, right? Yeah, we know you are a tech thing and all the kind of stuff, but put that money towards cafeteria. How about that? How
0: about that? Thank you. Meet um, me outside the cafeteria. You
1: <laughs> um, so what are we talking about today?
0: So today we are going to get into Donkey, Donkey, Donkey of the day. So I listen to Donkey of the day on the Breakfast Club every morning at eight, 8 AM, um, right after my child gets out the car. They say a lot of curse words, so you can't. I can't have that on while she's in there. But the um, Breakfast Club is a radio show or a morning show, radio morning show that comes on every morning. It is stationed in New York City. Um, the hosts are DJ Envy, who is a DJ, Angela Yee, who's done music, music journalism, and then Charlemagne the God. So Charlemagne the God is the one who's over the donkey of the day portion typically donkey of the day goes to well his top two states to give donkey of the day to is not two states but the whole state of Florida and the Bronx where it's just sometimes it's crazy stories where the other morning it was a girl who hit her boyfriend with a hammer I think like several times over a pork chop (laughs) yeah I'm guessing it was a good poor child. So you got what she's, it's just, it's normally where it's things that are, are you serious? But it's also racially, um, tense, tense situations, um, social injustices. And recently this past week, there were two donkey today's that went, uh, to people who were educators. Or in, education. or in education, so I wanted to bring those to the podcast, and I really, I should have. This, is what I should have did. I should have contacted Brian to get him in here to, so it can vex his spirit, as he would say. But we're gonna get Brian on back on the talk. We got plenty of hot topics in education, but the first one was this. So the first one was, what was the you know what city that was in? Did they say what city?
1: Um. Well, Charlemagne thought it was somewhere in Mississippi. Uh, yeah, I think. About, I actually can't this remember. This is the
0: one with the teacher of the contest.
1: What we'll tell? We'll tell with
0: the okay, player. so there is there was a science teacher in this area who there, I'm assuming was probably a Snapchat video that came out where the students were having a twerking contest in class. So when you hear the initial story and you hear twerking contest in class, I'm going to give this teacher the benefit of the doubt and say, he was not in the classroom. He had stepped out for a moment. He was outside talking to a student and the kids just went crazy. But no, Charlemagne lets us know exactly why this man got donkey of the day. It's because not only was he in the room, but he was cheering the students on and had even given the girls $25 to compete in the twerking competition. Initial thoughts, Melvin?
1: Um. So my thing, of course, uh, I, I, I couldn't just go off the words. I had to go find the article myself. Um,
0: did you watch the video too?
1: Yeah, I did watch the video. Okay. And uh, it's it's it interesting that they said he was cheering him on uh, as he jumped on top of one of the desks. Now, you know, I, I'm i a fan of Ron Clark Academy and I've been to Ron Clark Academy uh, two times. Um, so when they gave me the opportunity to jump on that desk and dance a little bit, I did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you know when when I saw that it was like okay he taking the Ron Clark approach and kind of you know doing doing his thing outside the box. But then when you actually see the video of the girls actually bent over in front of the desk getting to it, it's like okay now now it's going going a little too far. And I I just can't believe um that he was you know outside the classroom um that long. You know that that have something going on like that in the classroom. Um, so you know, my initial thought was, okay, wait a minute, let me get a little bit of backstory. Make, let me make sure I understand what's being said. And you know, if it's, because assume, sometimes you, know, you
0: sometimes you'll see stories where they go that, and the teacher was in the classroom. Then you see the video, the teachers trying to get the students to sit down. He's right. yelling, but mm-mm, he was he was like one of the kids. Yeah, he was yeah. having a great time.
1: So that that was a little disturbing for me. And then it, it, I hate it because he a young dude uh young tj and it's like
0: what you what are you
1: thinking wh- well not even that but well yeah what, what, what yeah you what thinking? are you thinking because like yeah.
0: charlamagne said you gotta understand this is not your friends your homegirls right. that's your right, age right. and y'all right, are right. at home at a party or at a club we are in school right and that's the we part, are at school and that's
1: the part i, I do hate because he is a young teacher and he he could very well be like three or four years older than them like mm-hmm. they really these they really could hang out together on a regular yeah, day because they it, just that close in age yes
0: day. I think your mom say something about that before where when she first when she started, started teaching, teaching she was literally like three, three or four years, years, years older, than, right. older than them because if you graduated you're 21, 22 because I, I graduated college at 21 right and so if you go straight into teaching, teaching you teaching.
1: teaching at 21 and
0: if you're teaching seniors you got seniors
1: that's 18 or 19 mm-hmm. so you literally two or three years older than them and on a regular day or right before I was teaching we would actually hang out together right Right. now as you're a teacher, you gotta kinda put yourself in a in a in a different place. Um
0: because it's inappropriate on so many levels where yeah. you are a male, you should be uh one and with with the me too, me too movement and everything else going on in the world, that's inappropriate. But the other thing is too, you want to serve as a role model and demonstrate to young ladies how they should be treated right mm-hmm. so we're not what what i'm saying is there's a time and a place for everything in this classroom is not that time or place even if we were even if you were on the dance line at the school twerking is not a place to be happening at the school at all right. that was my thing so i was I, I don't understand how in his mind he put two and two together and, and like i understand what you're saying he's young he could have you could have got carried away with having fun with the kids but at some point it should have clicked in your head as a professional. This is inappropriate. Right. But you, you not only said, "Okay, we are gonna do it." You not only said, "Okay, I'm gonna give you twenty five dollars, do it." But okay, I'm also gonna let you record doing it because you can't do anything inside. You can't do anything period without it being recorded. Shaylin was recording us talking last night because she, she had your phone. So right. you, you, you're. Why would you do that? That's the end day. It's like, why would you do it? And and on top of that, picture you. Mr. Melvin Dukes, when the school calls you to let you know, Shailen was in the classroom with the teacher who was the one who operated the whole twerking contest. Well, I don't what, know.
1: What, what, what's wrong with the teacher, man? Well, right. We we're about to have a conversation with me and him. About, we would about have
0: We have to make sure we don't tell the full name of the teacher to you because you... Wait a minute, sir. I know you didn't have my daughter <laughs> exposed. And you paid her?
1: <laughs> Where the money at? Give it to me.
0: <laughs> Just... A whole nother level of being so absolutely Charlemagne giving him the donkey of the day as two educators. We agree that is a dumb move. There is no excuse. You have to go. And if I had the whole, if I had a clip, you know I, oh, speaking of, Charlemagne always has some celebrity that does the donkey that actually says, Ha ha, you get donkey today, da 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 da, da mm-hmm. at the end of it. When he has the hammer tones, sing it. I'm, I'm going to say I just sing it just like it's a good old Negro spiritual. That's exactly what it sounds like. Exactly sound like. The Hamiltons have a perfect harmony. Look up the Hamiltons on YouTube if you don't know who they are. The background singers for Anthony Hamilton, which Mr. Deuce can sing, so one day I'm going to have him sing Charlemagne. No, not Charlemagne. Not. Charlene. You have to sing Charlemagne. Char- not on here, I, won't. I can't even get the words right. Getting that excited. You have to sing Charlene on the podcast one day.
1: I definitely will not. I'm going to tell y'all right now, I, I definitely will not do
0: that now 10 episodes from now when he's singing y'all just remember okay y'all got me thank you okay the other donkey of the day because was two he did two donkey of the days for people who work in education this week the other donkey of the day was for a public safety officer at a school at a middle school who tackled a middle school girl because she would not come in the room and sit down and talk to the administrators now here it is the thing about this. Before he um puts his hands on her, the administrators have spent forty five minutes trying to get the girls to sit down and talk with them. And the his body cam is on the whole time. So you hear the exchange of what's going on, right? He is they are telling her you you've been disruptive in class, you've been doing this, like but we need you to sit down and talk with us about what's going on. She's just does not want to do it. So she keeps walking back and forth through the hallway, um, going in the one door, going, you know, we've seen students do it before. Well, I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk. Okay. but You sit down. We got to talk about this. Blah, blah, blah. Right? All of a sudden, he's like, I'm not going for this anymore. Some a, a straight rent-a-cop move is what I call it, where you your power has gone to your head, where he throws the girl down like two-piece chicken weighing her to, to the ground, and the administrator is standing there going, like, what just happened? <laughs> and he's explaining to the man, she is not a threat to you, nor herself or anyone else. Please get off of her. And he just keeps repeating that, and the officer is like, nope, not today. So I believe in the end, the officer's been... He's been fired. He worked... He I worked. He resigned. I thought he resigned. He resigned. Okay, he resigned. He, yeah, he resigned after 11... He's been there for 11 years, I think they said. Mm-hmm. And then he resigned. So... Initial thoughts, Melvin. Um, I I guess my thing is
1: the the first of all, we I already feel some kind of way about police officers, resource officers, you know, and all the kind of stuff. Even though I'm I'm related to some uh, frat brothers with some, you know, know some person or whatever, I I just feel some kind of way with with uh you know with police officers and and school the school resource officers. Um, but in this situation, I definitely feel like the uh, officer was wrong in that when you are working in the in the school system, I I feel like you gotta be you gotta have a certain level of sensitivity to you. Um and I it's the word sympathy uh for the students or empathy. Which word I'm looking for? I'm a Empathy, empathy for the student. Um just because you don't know what they're different.
0: Wait, <laughs> did you say um, I'm a math teacher? Yeah teacher. I don't, I don't <laughs> know
1: words. Uh Cause you never know what what the kid's background is and where they what
0: they dealing with mentally. Hence, why the administrators you gotta think forty five minutes is a long time, right? And, and they were being patient because they of probably empathy.
1: yeah, because they probably know what this girl is going through, or what she has gone through, or, or what's going on with her. Because clearly something is not right when she don't want to just sit down and talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. Something is wrong. Um, so the fact that she just she moving around, but it's like she she want the attention, but I don't want to leave. I know that's the wrong thing to do, mm-hmm. but I do want somebody to pay me some attention. So it's like, you know, something is there uh, that she wants to be a part of or wants to do, but it's, it's just not connecting on the right level. But when the cop come in and, and put his hands on her, you just done messed up the whole situation, oh my goodness. period. Because like, like the, the administrator said, she is not posing a threat. Why are you on her like this? Why are you doing all this? Mm-hmm. Period, like because we questions. have situations do do where for?
0: the student is a threat to themselves or they're a threat to others, and you may have to restrain them. Right, it's, it's 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 a fight going on. They're hitting the teacher. They're hitting themselves, and you have to restrain them. But like you said, in this situation, it's not. I mean, it, it, wasn't, that, it wasn't that serious. She's standing there. She's not. She won't move from where we are. But we're going to continue to keep talking to her and let her stand there. And we understand that there is a. Um, line that can be crossed where you you do have to intercede and make sure that the environment is safe for the rest of the students but it just didn't seem like this was that time and and i I'm, i know we were talking before we started recording i just appreciated administrator staying calm and because at one point <laughs> i kind of wanted him to just jump in and tackle the dude like just 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 knock him off of her but that was only gonna escalate the situation. So he was able to stay calm and just keep repeating to the officer, trying to get him to stop of uh, she is not a threat to you or herself. Um so please you know, please get off of her. But that didn't change anything. He just I don't know, he was on some a power trip or ego trip.
1: And and that's the that's the case uh, a lot of times when you're dealing with and I, again I hate to say it and, and talk about it like this because I do know like I said, I know personally police officers and uh school resource officers and stuff like that. But um, when you see cases like this in these particular instances, is it seems like it's always a power trip thing. Um, the, these particular cars, I guess they ain't getting enough love at home, or whatever. Uh, and they just come out into the streets or come out into the community and, and got to make sure they uh show their power and their big guns and muscles or whatever to whoever they can. So I I I don't know. I, I hate it for the girl now. I hate that she had to go through this kind of situation, but um, I, I definitely hope that she bounced back from it and she's able to, I guess, learn from it, uh, if possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, whatever happens to the to the police officer, I don't care nothing about about okay. him. Right, <laughs> as
0: long as he's not back, he doesn't he doesn't need to be in any place where he's supposed to be protecting someone so obviously he does not do a good job of that. Um, we're gonna take a break right now to throw in and. A shout out to Taste Buds. Chef Rails out of Atlanta, Georgia, is dedicated to bringing life to what is considered traditional dishes by offering customers his unique line of sauces. Check out his page at crtastebuds.com. That's C-R-T-A-S-T-E-B-U-D-S.com. Bottles are going fast, so order now, which my mom just ordered some. <laughs> and as he says, tell your Taste Buds to get with my Taste Buds so we can be Taste Buds. Um, I actually talked to Chef Rails yesterday, who was explaining to me the process to make his sauces. And it is a process. This is not going from starting off with a base and he adds some extra magic to it. It is freshly made sauces, which he tells people he lets the sauces sit for at least two days before he even ships them to people. So that they have the consistency that he, he prefers them to be. Good. Now the other thing I'm hoping that he'll start doing is posting some recipe ideas because my mama ordered the sauce and immediately said, "Can you ask him how I'm post what I should?" <laughs> right, which both do with what? it. what I do with it when it get here? Next? <laughs> what is it? We, we don't know because we don't cook like that. And now grilling, you can do that. part. Melvin got that part unlocked.
1: Um, yeah, I want to. I, I hope it hurts and get back warm. I know it's just. We didn't this? even get
0: cold yet.
1: I know it, but uh, I want to hurry up and go through
0: this cold so we can get warm. Amen. So I can get back outside. We don't do the cold. I hate well, the cold. Well, Georgia barely does the cold anyway. But speaking of Georgia, um, Georgia Southern had a incident on their campus where some students were upset um, with a diversity discussion that happened on campus uh, with the a Latina author by the name of Jenny... I'm gonna say Crusette. Right. Is that how you say her last name? I would think so. Okay. Um, just to give you guys some background. So Georgia Southern University is a school in Statesboro, Georgia. It is a very large university, public school, um, within the university system of Georgia. So what happened was the author came in to do a discussion and on diversity. Her book is called "Make Your Home Among Strangers," which was assigned for their first year experience course. So on college campuses, something that I feel like high schools and middle schools need to start implementing, if you do not, is there is a introductory course that every student has to take as a freshman. That course covers a broad range of topics that is going to help with the social and academic development of the student as they progress through college. So it's like your foundations course, right? Um, particularly at historically black colleges is going to be a lot of information about the school history and traditions because that is a big part of being at hbcu some other schools may do stuff just like time management um talking about academic success center what academic advising looks like diversity issues um social and emotional learning they're going to go through the whole gamut um regardless of what university you go to and hopefully go through all of this in their first year of courses okay so the book is already a part of the course So logically, we're going to bring the author to the campus to have her discuss the issues. And this is what happened. Um, During the uh, lecture, I guess you could say, um, she said she was asked to give a talk on issues concerning diversity and the college experience, one that extended on the theme of her novel. And I'm reading this from an article from CNN. Um, At one point, a student got up who wanted to, who was um, in disagreement with what the author was saying, and I want to quote what the student said because
1: I can quote what the student said. Okay, go ahead. The, the student said, word? "What makes you believe that it's okay to come to a college campus like this when we are supposed to be promoting diversity on this campus, which is which is what we're taught? I don't understand what the purpose of this was." Now, um, this is what the student said according to uh the local newspaper
0: right and so she responded by saying i came here because i was invited and i talked about white privilege because it's a real thing that you are actually benefiting from right now and even asking this question so at that moment the crowd kind of starts to get tense and Um, A freshman at the school said that students began shouting either in favor of what the student comment was or against the student comment. And other students started yelling Trump 2020. Um, From there, the um, author asked the, the school, could they find the student who asked the question? or and students who were similar who had similar feelings as that student right. because she felt like they needed to have a, a, a compassionate and continuing conversation between each other because she didn't want to just leave it at okay this is, what this is yeah this is they feel like this and i shouldn't have been here done right so <laughs> that didn't happen <laughs> um what ended up happening was that a group of students got together and got her book and burned copies of her book. It was recorded on social media, started going um, viral, and that is where we pick up. Um, one one uh, student uh, said to CNN, I don't think that is going to change anyone's mind. None of the people who burned the books got punished, she said. I think behavior like that and their actions and their beliefs are going to continue to exist because in the end the students were not punished for burning the books I mean I don't think you can really and truthfully well, you really can't punish them for burning their own books right. <laughs> um but it kind of left the school at a in a very open and uneasy situation right yeah Right. so let me move this screen so I can make sure I see everything I need to see oh so when we were talking about this, first thing was oh, trying to make sure I formulate my response properly, properly as in like I stay true to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I can say as an African-American woman hearing that a group of white students were burning something sent off a red flag to me mm-hmm. um, as we think about times of where the Ku Klux Klan would literally put it. A cross on your yard and burn it as a intim- intimidation tactic and to mm-hmm. let you know that there's a possibility you can be killed for what you think believe move and do outside of what they want you to do mm-hmm. so that that was a red flag Ultimately, as-
1: really letting you know that i disagree with you and your beliefs and what you are what you stand for and all that kind of stuff
0: um uh, right right so which is a form of white supremacy um but then further hmm it's early on in the year, so I'm assuming. Well, not, no, it's really not early on in the year. This is the semester. I'm yeah, old. this is it's midterms. I'm wondering if by midterms, were the students really reading the book, and having discussions about the book within the classes, to have a better understanding by the time the author got to the campus.
1: My response would be no, <laughs> unless these are some. Li- First of all, this is a first-year experience course. So we're talking about college freshmen straight out of high school um, starting to develop their own opinions, their own views. But most of their influence coming from, especially when you talk about something like this, coming from uh, their parents. Um,
0: oh, definitely.
1: Uh, fr- their, their friends. And, of course, their friends' opinions and influence coming from their, their parents. Um, so nothing is 100 percent theirs just yet they still thinking about stuff processing stuff taking all kind of information in and trying to develop an understanding for what they really believe in don't believe in want to stand up for and all this kind of stuff um and like you said because of the the point in time of the semester have these kids really read this book for the understanding that they're supposed to have and again my my response would be no they haven't No, they haven't. Just the fact that we we scroll down the the article and one of the things that they immediately start uh, yelling was Trump twenty twenty. It's interesting that whenever you're talking about or whenever there's an issue of race, though, (laughs) whenever you're dealing with the issue of race, Trump always get put in there some kind of way.
0: Which is interesting because you can you see where where people get accused of throwing out the race card. But so why, in a moment like this, would your first response be to yell something about Trump? Exactly. Like what? Exactly. If, if, if what he does or talks about is not relative to race, because people are quick to say it's not a race exactly. thing, it's exactly. not a race thing. Exactly. Y'all are pulling the race card, mm-hmm. and it's like, but in that moment, you felt very comfortable with this. R- where you this is where you thought it was him cool to yell out Trump. So- right, and That's
1: right. my point. Anytime somebody talks about Trump, um, if you voted over Trump and you have your reason, that's fine, and we. Getting off topic with this, but it's just interesting that that's one of the the things that was yelled out, Trump twenty twenty. It it has nothing to do with her book. It has nothing to do with what she was talking about. But because I, what I strongly feel, because race was involved, now you feel comfortable enough to yell out Trump twenty
0: twenty. And I and and then it, it it gave me two, uh, I don't know. Oh goodness, feelings. I believe that campuses, and we are even seeing this here in Augusta, with campus dealing with uh, multicultural issues and concerns, is that you have to applaud the fact that they were willing to have this be this book be a part of the first year experience. Because what you're trying to do is shape a culture that is accepting, accepting um, different cultures and is diverse, and students understand what diversity is, and they're becoming a more um, well-rounded citizen, right? but the there has to be an assessment of whether or not that's really happening not just say here's the book so i'm gonna go to my time at the university of south carolina one of the parts of professional development for us as grad students um and i think this initiative was being pushed through housing like if you were a grad assistant that worked in university housing not just a grad assistant if you were somebody who worked in university housing i believe this was a professional development um for them was we all had to read Beverly Tatum why are all the black kids sitting in the cafeteria together mm-hmm. um, so here's the thing that book is dynamic it is amazing it is worth sitting down and having a conversation with with a diverse group of people because it will bring out some healthy discussions and it may bring out some hurt and some anger but it's a great book to use especially for educators right asked me how many times we sat down and discussed it
1: how many times do you sit down
0: once Hmm. but i found out from my counterparts there were other people in other departments who were really digging into the book who were taking notes and getting assignments to go back and journal and reflect and then bring back you know your thoughts the person lead over my group we had a talk she thought she did something she didn't you could tell she didn't care it wasn't it was, it was a check the box off. So now that makes me go, you offer a first year course. How many people teach this course? What is the assessment of whether or not that person is truly um, uh, bringing integrity to the diversity conversation? And then how's that reflected on your campus? Because one thing I noticed through Facebook, a lot of, uh, not a lot, I saw some discussion from Georgia Southern grads who were like, not surprised, their campus has always been a racially tense environment. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So we got to look at this as two in two angles. If we're trying to become a um, more supportive environment for minority students, how 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 are we knowing that it's actually taking place? Because saying that it's the book is happening and making sure we are being inclusive are two totally different things. And that's I, I, that's where my whole problem came in. Because as a student who has attended a predominantly white institution, come on, we've seen it. You you say you have a multicultural office and the office is in the basement of the student center. Why is it on the bottom floor? Right. Who's going Who, yeah, Who to come down? Yeah. Why, why are we put in? to the side over here in the office? But on this, on the second floor is these beautiful, clear glass windows for all the other student orgs. That doesn't make sense. So you, you have to look at, at the situation of a, a, a understanding what you said of these students are going to come with different mindsets and experiences based on how they were raised and so we are going to try to offer them a different thing, but we got to be ready for when they, they going to come back That You can't tell me what my mom and dad said about my my white privilege or, or what black people are is is wrong. Mm-hmm. So how are you going to have that conversation? I think they were trying to do that there, but it went all the way left right. to the point right, where right. kids were like, I'm burning the ladies' books. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: I guess at the end of the day, my thing is um the, the students... Uh, Man, and it, it's funny that these past couple of days we've been going. I've been going back to this whole "what you do got to be intentional." Um, these students should have been prepared for the type of dialogue to have or that could come about with, with this particular uh with this particular author. Going
0: going go into intentional. What do you mean by that? Because I think people need to hear that. What um, you mean by being intentional? You know what? Nope. Don't even worry about it. We're gonna save that for the small talk for the next one. If you want to hear exactly what he's talking about with being intentional, we're gonna save that for the next fat podcast and put that in the small talk of being intentional with what you what you offer for students and 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 the results you expect.
1: Right. right. Um. So yeah, just in, in wrapping up with, with this article for me, um, you know, the student it, it should have been intentional with uh the lesson planner for reading this book and kind of like going in, going back to what you said earlier about you know, what were uh, the the kind of the many marks or the, the uh, many lessons that happen with this book as opposed to, all right, this is your read for the semester. We're going to have the author come in on this day. Y'all be ready for some dialogue, and boom. It, sh- it shouldn't mm-hmm. have been left mm-hmm. at that. Like, you, you, you're taking it for granted that you're dealing with college students. But like we said before, these are college students uh, that are fresh out the house and trying to develop their mindset and trying to get their their own uh, line of thinking together and, and, and find themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. you, you can't just throw them out there in a, in a discussion like this and expect all of them to be able to uh, uh, put their thoughts together and and express themselves the way you, you would as, as the college professor instructor or whatever. Um, so, you know, at the end of the day, you just got to be intentional with how you, uh, put things together how you introduce stuff to again kids because that's exactly what these are if you're talking about first year students um 18 19 year
0: old kids and you um, know what that goes back into um making sure that they are prepared for the discussion so we are heavy into this in class we know what to expect when the author comes in because you you are able to in the small group say i don't i don't agree with this i don't feel like this is and we can get you to a point where when you when the author comes in you are
1: able to articulate that yes, thought completely right, <laughs> right and
0: it's and it's not a
1: and accept some some you know dialogue back like yes not just that oh they disagree with me now it's time for me to turn up on them. yeah no, no just, just hollering and chancing, listen to what they got to no. say and get to a point where if you still disagree agree to disagree and move on no love lost no hard feelings nothing like that but we we agree, to disagree, and we're going to keep it moving. Not, oh, I'm going to take your book, yell out tw- Trump 2020 go burn it in front of your house. Uh, you don't even take all that. Just agree, to disagree, and that's keep just, it moving. That's
0: the generation thinking everybody is going to be responsive to cancel culture. Child. Child, boo. <laughs> Look, and I say this, if you, if you want to not have that experience, then try HBCU. <laughs> shade, no shade. Um you guys thank you for listening um these are just a couple topics that's been going on we were talking about and i want to go ahead and get them out there while they were still being brewed over within the educator world so make sure you um check out the right effect um subscribe to the website that's how you can find out about different blog posts and resources Uh, and reach out if you have questions i've had people reach out lately about clubs um advising clubs just different things just look got questions about whatever stem steam all that kind of stuff uh reach out to us follow us on twitter um well my twitter oh just want to add this i didn't tell him this yet so um, i'm gonna say this on the podcast you can follow us on twitter at two dukes up i found out on twitter (laughs) your face is like (laughs) i live for this face yes randomly our old twitter popped up on my thing and i was like (gasps) oh Oh, we used to tweet with the students. And if you look it up, like, it's it's still old. Like, it's our engagement photo. It It's just crazy. When we were first working in education, that's how we would communicate with our students. Our principal had a Twitter. Twitter was just really getting started. And Twitter was the best way to get information out and get our students hype and excited about stuff. So, we're going to start using the at two, du, at two, the number two, dukes up, um, as a way where you can get in touch with both of us. But if you want to follow me, it's at Dr. Sharon Dukes on Twitter. Um, Follow The Right Effect. That's R-I-T-E on Instagram. Um, Subscribe to the podcast. Share it with other people. Shout out to all of my students. We've been at the same schools. Our former students who text me. It's crazy. Students have been texting us as they're listening and commenting to us like that's right mom because culture is important in school or yes I remember that day at school when such was happening I'm on my way to work I'm listening to the podcast (laughs) right now so from Kiara, Sharon, yes I have a student named Sharon, my namesake um just uh thank y'all like love 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 miss you guys dearly can't wait to get up with you and um subscribe hit the five stars and we'll see y'all later or talk to y'all later.
1: later later later